Free Tote Bag. My name is Arthur. I'm Donovan. It's like the dollar you found in your pocket, and you got three extra pennies you found in the couch cushions, and you can throw them at shit. That's probably good. <laughs> you throw them off the railing at a fucking local mall onto an old yeah, man. ammunition and a dollar. <laughs> How you been, homeboy? What's been going on? I'm fucking fantastic, because I'm drinking the only alcohol I've got in this quarantine apartment, which is an uncorked bottle of red I opened about a week ago that's been sitting in the windowsill, really soaking up the sun's rays for about a week, so that tastes like dog shit, but I'm having a good time with it. Rancid vinegar with booze in it. Perfect. Yeah, grapes and vinegar. It's what That's what everybody needs. No, it's not. But you know what everybody needs, Arthur? We got we got a special guest this week, don't we? No shit. Yes, we oh, do. Yeah. Uh, here, joining us in the uh, Radio Free Tote Bag studios is host of uh, Pod Damn America, as well as Why You Mad. It's uh, comedian Jake Flores. Welcome. Hey, good to be here, fellows. What's poppin'? You like the look of the studio? We're kind of tangled in some wires in a server farm somewhere in rural Kansas. It's got a nice aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, the radio guy in the first Fallout game. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Hello, traveler. <laughs> That's a good podcast aesthetic for these times, is that guy. I like that gives that gives like some cool uh like weight to doing to doing recording stuff. I'm like the cool fucking NPC in this in this post apocalypse world. <laughs> and I'm congested. Yeah, I feel like as a podcaster, uh I'm I'm gonna keep podcasting for a long time and then eventually the post apocalypse traveler kicks in the door to my apartment and discovers I've been dead for years. <laughs> and uh, this is all just backed up radio. <laughs> It's just a skeleton in front of a mic with a fucking old rotting white claw next to the computer. Yeah. So we have established uh, that you are both a podcast and a gamer. A gamer. With that old, with that old uh, Fallout 1 reference. Uh, I did want to ask you uh, specifically about the theme song to Pod Damn America. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, I just stole the music from Donkey Kong Country, the Super Nintendo video game, <laughs> and uh, it just mashed it up with that uh, Reverend Wright speech, and like, you know, I mean, projects are, you know, you're a creative person, you just make like 30 things a week, you don't know which one's going to pop off, so that was just like a random you know, riff. Like I was talking to Anders about it and he was like, we should make something with this. And he linked me the, the Reverend Wright speech. I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. And, um, I would like to be a person that knows how to make chip tune music, but I'm not, I literally just <laughs> took that song and then put some shit over it. And, uh, I, I don't think it's even that good. I think it's just that because if you put something at the beginning of a podcast, and make everyone listen to it a hundred times, eventually it just like becomes really catchy or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I did there, but I will tell you this that the the very first time I heard it, uh I immediately recognized it for what it was. I knew that it was uh Donkey Kong Country intro music. And then for something about the combination of a condemnation of the United States and all of its policies and all of its negligence <laughs> With Donkey Kong Country, something about that really spoke to me. Yeah, I mean, 
I I like I don't know how I did it either. It's better than our show is. It's the only reason we're successful <laughs> is that the first thirty <laughs> seconds of the show is like something that makes you go, holy shit, something's happening. And uh, I you know it you make a piece of art sometimes, and it's got a, its own life. And I I I was talking to my friend Ramin about it one time. This guy Ramin Nazir who has a podcast about weird woo woo Duncan Trussell shit, and he was just like, "Here's what I think it means." I was like, "Oh, fucking go off," you know, and. Uh, <laughs> He was like, well, you know, it's like the beginning of Donkey Kong Country is that, you know, you've, you're sitting there in your home and your home sucks. And then you realize that this guy, King K. Rule, has taken all the bananas from you. And the bana- and so him having all the bananas is like socialism, you know, is Marxist like class consciousness, like understanding that you got to go get all the bananas back from King K. Rule. And I was like, that's brilliant. But I didn't think of that. Like, <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> You just gotta. I just thought it sounded cool. You just gotta say that you do. You were playing Donkey Kong Country, and you were just s- struck by the hand of uh, the God Marks, uh, and inspired to, to create this revelation, this beautiful combination of seemingly disparate things that actually go together like uh, peanut butter and bananas. Oh, I tied that right the fuck back in there. Hell yeah! Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, at the risk of being very pod on pod, uh, I am a big fan of Pod Damn America. Uh, you guys have some very intelligent discourse in addition to dick and fart jokes. And uh, <laughs> it's it's my favorite flavor of podcast of late. It's very, very good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm uh, I've, I'm so proud of my boys. You know, uh, I've, I'm really happy with what we've been able to do with the show. I. I feel very lucky. I feel like as a good Marxist, I understand that uh, monetary success is a crapshoot and not, uh, you know, a big, fair meritocracy thing. So, um, you know, we got lucky. Our show's maybe okay. Uh, But I'm glad to be here. I want to do everyone's podcast because we live in uh, this strange, you know, post-economic collapse or in the middle of an economic collapse thing. And for whatever reason... This is the new currency. Like we survived in a way that people with meat space jobs didn't, just because uh, you can't go outside anymore. So, um, I'll, yeah, I'll, rising tide, you know, boats, etc. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I'll retweet the shit out of you. Hopefully, fuck yeah, we can uh, become the new kings of society. <laughs> this, you know? The I podcasters actually, I some- shall inherit the earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had something of a thought uh, about podcast production and 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 specifically consumption during this time uh most of the time when i listen to podcasts i'm either i put them on when i go to bed put them on when i'm on a long drive or when uh, i have a chance at my retail job to sneak my headset onto my phone and listen to a podcast while nobody's paying any attention to me um <laughs> with i had a thought about how people aren't doing the traditional things that they do while they consume podcasts. Like nobody can go to the gym, right? So you can't throw it on the headphones. Uh, But we have all of the time in the world to create it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I've had that same thought and I think it's maybe a specific anxiety that we have because we're the people that make these things. And so, you know, we make them for a specific reason. And, you know, I I like podcasts, yeah, because I commuted a lot in the old world and, uh, (laughs) you know, biked around and um, all these things that I'm not doing now. I'm not listening to a lot of podcasts right now. Um, But 
I, uh, I don't want to go full doomer on this yet. I mean, there is actually definitely a market decrease in podcast listenership, but I think we're going to get an increase in our particularly, um, I don't know how to say this without disparaging them, but like listeners that are literally like alone in a room right now, they're <laughs> like, I have to listen to podcasts <laughs> because, uh, I'm like quarantining with my girlfriend right now. And so there's stuff to do. There's movies to watch and things and like some aspect of uh, a social life. Um, But I think that there are still people who, you know, who uh, a voice on the radio would certainly help out. But we're going to lose numbers because we don't have a million people commuting. Um, you know, that, that like, uh, you know, quote unquote anti-fascist lady that was trying to own Chapo Trap House the other day. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is the first time since their, um, Patreon's, you know, inception that it's like, it's gone down instead of gone up, the line's going down or whatever. Um, she's an idiot. Uh, but like, (laughs) I don't know, dude, I think Virgil's a Nazi. He's just got that Hitler look to him. He's a scary guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, this is a complete moron, but what I, I don't know what she's trying to point out. And also, it's like, oh, my God, they're making, what, $120 million and not $140 million or whatever the fuck, you know, like they're making a lot of money. But, um, you know, you might look at that and go, wow, OK, the, the we might have reached like the bubble or whatever for this shit. I think that the, the covid crisis might have uh, sort of accelerated us hitting the walls in terms of like or the ceiling rather in terms of like how much we could really grow these podcasts. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean uh, doomer shit because uh, we're still way less fucked than people that cut hair or something sure. right now. I don't know. Uh, right. I, so I was I was one of the people, too, who was solo in an apartment for probably the first month of this. Uh, I'd been seeing a gal who was in another city. She was in a similar situation. Eventually, she got up to me. That helped immensely. We actually started like officially dating during the fucking during the quarantine. Lived together for like two months, shockingly well. Uh, but before that, no, I I feel just like the it, it, the way that like podcast or radio can can help you when you're just solo. Because I I get most of my anxiety sinks in when I'm trying to fall asleep fucks with my sleep cycle it's a nightmare and something about just having you know even if you're not actively super listening just kind of having something to tune in and out of while you're laying in bed to to keep your mind off of uh you know the big scary uh that helps like street fight does those three-hour uh call-in shows i think i listened to probably all of those in that month because i put one on before bed it's three hours and you hear fucking uh, yeah. Brett and Brian talking about stuff, and it's like, all right, this ain't, you know, this. I'm less inclined to think about, uh, you know, my lungs just dissipating into into a fine <laughs> dust, and then I choke on the dust. You know, it helps. It's it's good. So I don't know if you're out there listening, you're solo. I, I hope we're helping you out too, because I know that sucks. Yeah. To, uh, I'm talking to you, Wanderer. I can't do the guy's voice. <laughs> to paraphr- we got to keep that going. I like that bit. <laughs> to, uh, to paraphrase Rush, end each day with a friendly voice, a companion unobtrusive. Ooh, yeah, like there we go. Well, Jake, we got we to gotta ask you our traditional question. That's too. right. Uh, we are I a show I about relationships. Before. Uh, we are. Dating relationships. And uh, shitty window wine, uh, but see, you mentioned you mentioned you had a girlfriend there. Maybe maybe the stories with her, maybe somewhere else. 
Uh, but we always ask, do, do you have like a particularly, I feel like everybody's got a dumbass relationship or dating story, like a date that just was super fucking awkward or something, or maybe you, uh, I don't know, you said the stupidest shit in the world and completely, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 fucked up, fucked up everything before it became anything. You see what I'm saying? What do you, what do you got in that? Yeah. Vein? What's, what's uh, Jake Flores embarrassing dating story? Um, I, let me rattle my brain a little bit and try to come up with something that entirely fits that. I have to tell you a story first because it's on my mind. It, it kind of fits. It's less of a uh, self-deprecating thing because I obviously ended up with this woman, but I um, I was <laughs> something funny happened the other day. Here's a story, right? I uh, so I, I I'm in a similar situation. Like I was kind of seeing someone, and then like this happened, and we just went ah fuck it. You want to jump in the same house instead of uh you know splitting up or de facto breaking up or whatever, right? And um yeah, it's going pretty well. I think part of that is uh you know human beings are we're supposed to be in a constant fight for survival. A lot of our n- neuroses come from you know being uh, comfortable. Um, I think, you know, your brain actually kind of works pretty well when you're, you're paired off with someone and you, you don't have a, like a young child to protect, but you have like an Xbox or something, or a kitten, <laughs> you know, and, uh, so things have been going pretty well, but I was, I was talking to her the other day and so she's another comedian and like we had been, you know, friends before this and stuff and she had been on my podcast and I was like kind of trying to put together like wait a minute when the like we were having this conversation where we were like when did you decide that you were going to try to fuck me you know what I mean like <laughs> what was it when what when did, did this I happen do because none of this is attractive what did I do <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh cuz like we like slowly figured out that both of us were like you know into each other and shit and then like it all just kind of broke open from there or whatever but I was telling her, well, you know, I was thinking about it at one point when we had gone on this trip to go um, canvassing for Bernie and shit. And then we did this podcast. And I was like, you know, I, just sending me these vibes or whatever. Then I remembered, like, on this podcast, we we got to know a riff about the various Democratic candidates like dick sizes or something. Pretty boilerplate <laughs> sure. comedian shit, you know. Who has big dick energy? Who's the small dick or whatever? And I remember she was like uh, going through all of them, and then she said, like, you know, she started going off about guys with small dicks, and she was like, you know, yeah, you know, sometimes guys with small dicks have like a cool energy about it and stuff, and they're pretty, you know, you could be like a fun guy with a small dick, and like, like months later, I it hit me. I was like, wait a minute, did you think I had a small dick? <laughs> But you were still trying to hit on me by, like, telegraphing, like, I'm okay with guys with small dicks. And she was like, yeah, that's what I was doing, because I thought you had a small dick. And I was like, why do you think that? And she's like, well, you say it all the time on Twitter. And I was like, those are fucking jokes, man. But then it occurred to me, like, wait a minute, like, people take this shit really seriously, huh? There's got to be... Some kind of like lady comics group chat where they all talk about shit like that, where they've all decided that I, they think my dick is small because I keep making these jokes about it and shit. Uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, I, uh, not, not that it matters at all, but, you know, it's not particularly small. 
uh, <laughs> but I thought I just thought it was interesting because I was like, wait a minute, you were like, women are so not shallow, you know? They're so interesting. Like this woman was like still actively trying to hook up with me in spite of the fact that she thought I was advertising that I had a micro penis, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> they, uh, man. I don't know. I feel like the inferior species sometimes. Uh, like I think they got it going on in terms of intellect and uh, emotional sensitivity in a lot of ways. They got it over us for sure. Because we got this fucking cloud, this testosterone cloud hanging over your head 100% of the time. It's hard. Yeah. It's all. Yeah, it's really stupid. You also get all that societal pressure. You know, oh, facts over feelings. Like, feelings are bad. <laughs> and I, I feel like that is especially applied on men. And and it's wild because, like, if you actually take the perspective that you're trying to get as much information out of your senses as you can, there's a lot of shit you pick up on with feelings. And mm. a lot of shit that people don't, you know, pick up on. Because sometimes that information comes with pain, you know? that That information that's coming to you physically don't fucking feel good. And it's almost easier, definitely not in the long run, uh, but rather than kind of face that, just to adopt that policy of, oh, feelings are bad, push it all fucking under the rug, you just got to ignore them. And it's like, you're missing out on a whole fucking information stream that you could be using if you're looking at this from like a logical way. And also, you can feel all kinds of fucking rad shit and some horrible shit that ends up being rad later, you know? It's It's just a weird, it's weird that that got like, singled out as like oh yeah you know this like normal thing that all humans do yeah if you're a guy and you do that you're a fucking pussy dude <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> it's fucking stupid it's fucking insane <laughs> and i definitely find yeah, it, it's e- really stupid even with guy friends if, if you're the guy who can like talk openly about your emotions people fucking open up and they want to be able to do that and uh yeah i don't i don't get it man i don't get it yeah, I mean, I was I was talking to her the other day about that because, like, uh, you know, I think that women don't have the same experience as us, so you know, this wouldn't be obvious to them. But like, to, you know, whatever quote unquote toxic masculinity or patriarchy or whatever you want to call any of that shit is like a thing that guys do to each other and sucks yeah. for us. We talk about it in these like social terms a lot in terms of being this thing that is directly from men benefiting off of like terrorizing women or whatever. But like, you know, we also do it to each other and it's dumb as shit. I, I don't like it, but I don't, you know, get to, I didn't get, you know, I didn't design society. Like, I didn't set this sort of shit up. Um, I very much like talking about my feelings and, uh, you know, not living under an oppressive system and stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> and sure, <stuff>. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's something that's always been really annoying to me about, like, groups of dudes because you you think... You think you meet a bunch of like crusty punks and like they're the real people who are going to be thinking about stuff like this and fighting these systems, but then we just rebuild them all over again. And then you have toxic masculinity within your group of supposedly subversive people. Um, it's no good. Agreed. No, it, it, it's, and, and I think there's, 
there's a certain uh, power if you can confidently articulate your feelings to people without like a sense of shame or feeling bad for doing it. I think that kind of spreads that ability a little bit, because if you make your especially between men, if you make yourself vulnerable and just come out with that. You know, I, I think it makes people comfortable because I think most people want to do that. But again, there's just like this pressure that if you were to say like, you know, fuck, man, I'm feeling just I've been totally off this week. You know, I just got this fucking pit in my stomach. Uh, everybody experiences stuff like that and just has collectively, you know, agreed because we're kind of conditioned like that just not to talk about it. If you pop it up, a lot of times people are going to be like, fuck, yeah, I, f- I feel that exact same shit. And they feel comfortable enough to talk about it. So I don't, I don't know if that's a good, uh, you know, all over strategy for changing the conversation, but I will say most of like my best guy friends are people like that's how it became a really good, you know, friendship was, you know, it's one of us had a breakup or something and going through those, you know, like long drunken talks fucking late at night about that stuff. That makes you a lot more fucking close to a person than like, I don't know, uh, What's some fucking like manly shit, like cooking bacon and talking about NFL or something? You're not going to get close to somebody from that. That's dumb as fuck. I don't know. Maybe like bacon a whole lot, but you get the idea. I mean, doing guy shit with your friends is it can be fun, but it's it's annoying when someone is making a point of it and they're trying to, you know, to like sort of intimidate you with it. It's it's dumb. It should, should be comradely. You know, this is the thing you're describing also just to. Just before this thought leaves my mind, I was kind of thinking about this earlier in terms of left stuff and like, uh, you know, whatever the fuck it is we're doing on Twitter right now and all this shit. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about it because I'm uh, I'm like mixed, like my dad's Mexican and uh, I lost my Spanish real young, but I'm like trying to learn it again. And it's annoying because, you know, I can't really talk to anyone in quarantine, but every once in a while I can sort of brush up on it and shit, working in restaurants and stuff like that and you know, you have to talk to other people when you want to learn a language, right? Yeah. And um, one of the first big barriers to learning a language is uh, getting over the embarrassment. So when you want to go talk to other people that you work with or that you interact with in your daily life, you basically have to understand that they're not going to make fun of you or think it's weird that you're trying to like do something to better yourself. And once you get over that hump, you really get the wheels moving. And um, I was thinking about that today because there's like this thing that we all kind of do where we all dunk on each other on line or within <laughs> left circles about like who's like, you know, not doing right. it right or, or like in the process of learning and stuff like that. And, you know, part of the reason I started doing left podcasting shit is not because I was smarter than everyone. It was just because I'm a comedian. And so it's well established as a rule that it doesn't matter if I'm a fucking idiot and I I like, you know, (laughs) fucking own myself and shit. Like, let me do it, you know? And so I was like, okay, let me all start a show where I try to learn shit on the show. You know, it's not really supposed to be a thing where I'm speaking from a point of authority or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I I think that was supposed to be something that would help sort of spread a lot of this shit. But the problem that we sort of encountered is that, you know, the anonymity of Twitter... And like the dunking and all that shit puts us all in a situation where, you know, we did sort of form into like, you know, a little bit of a cancel culture-y sort of mob where anytime someone fucks up, they got to go, you know? Um, And that's in sort of conflict with these things we're describing with, you know, learning a language or just being um, 
you know, a healthy elder leftist or whatever, or just being a good dude to your other guy friends, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to not take the adv- advantage or the opportunity to snap someone's neck just because it makes you look good, you know? Mm. No, right. We're, we're kind of thrown into a situation that is like immediately antagonistic, which, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of, not that nothing good can come of it, but not a lot of particularly positive conversations come out when kind of the goal is to, you know, publicly kind of, ah, oh, fuck that guy up, you know, on, uh, online. And with some exceptions, like we're not going to have Ben Shapiro. We're not going to have a great conversation where he comes around <laughs> and his, his tiny yeah. little form finally realizes <laughs> he's a big old fucking grifty dipshit. <laughs> you know, it's all fun and good to, I, I think it's not even worth talking to people like that, but I, I definitely feel what you're saying. Like in between people, who I would like your heart is in the right place. Like by all means, call out somebody doing something, you know, that's wrong. Uh, but I think a lot of those cases, you know, there's a chance that that person could learn from it, apologize and be all right, rather than it needing to be a, you know, what, what was the thing with like contra points recently associated yeah. with somebody who I can't remember their, their views on, on trans folks were a bit off and justifiably. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good. But it's like you don't toss out everything about her with that, like that. that just I don't know. That seems that seems a little too fucking whole hog for me. And you just yeah. end up with a situation uh, where, like, a lot of people can't build themselves up because if you fucking slip up, then all of a sudden you're you're nuked by everybody. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's you know, it's one of those things that no one has really figured out the answer to. I don't really know either. But to me, it kind of seems like with this with situations like. You know, canceling people like ContraPoints got canceled. There's two sides of it. One of them is we all need to stop doing this to these people, and the other side is the person who gets canceled needs to understand that it's not the like end of the world. Because you know, you see right wing comedians talk about how like you know it literally destroyed my life when uh, Netflix <laughs> didn't buy my special or whatever. And you, all right, that's not that's not how that fucking works. But on the other hand. You know, it fucking sucks. I mean, it happens to me all the time. I got a lot of hate mail, and, you know, I brought it upon myself, but, uh, (laughs) I mean, psychologically scarring. So I don't know what the fuck we need to do to sort of find some middle ground to alleviate all that shit. That's kind of just something we're saddled with right now. I I think something we can... Oh, no, Arthur, yeah. I think you were about to say something actually intelligent, and I wasn't. Please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> something we can kind of do is look at somebody's body of work and understand where their ideological standpoint comes from. Like, if they come from a position of defending people who are punched down on and people who uh, are consistently fucked over by the system, if you look at their body of work and understand that that's where it comes from, you can kind of take them in the best possible light. Uh, while still remaining critical of their of their uh, means, essentially. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not. It's not about. Uh, what's it? You, you, you don't throw the fucking baby out with the bathwater. To quote, what? That's an ancient fucking like thing. I don't know if I've ever said that one. That's like some fucking grandparents <laughs> shit, but it, it fits here. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it, it, it's giving people a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, and obviously you don't go full in with that if somebody's consistently you know posting shit that's that's fucking bad and evil. You know, okay, maybe they've turned to the dark side, and maybe you cut them off at that point. 
But I, ContraPoints is a good example because, again, I think, I think the, she just yeah. did so much goddamn good. You could give her a little bit of a fucking break. Like, it was somebody she associated with, too, right? It wasn't like... I well, don't know. She, I, got, she, got a, she got a porn star to do a John Waters quote in a video. Uh, and suddenly that makes, you know, basic... Because of this tr- porn star's fucked up view on sexual politics... Uh, that invalidates her entire body of work, which I think you know. Uh, watching the the cancellation video, she did a response to the cancellation where she kind of runs down the idea that like I just thought it would be funny to have Buck Angel do a John Waters impression. Right, right. I, I think that's and where that it goes invalidates too far all the too. good work she's done. Right, or you yeah. you can't do you can't do a fucking stupid you know joke like that. Uh, occasionally, and and it's also because there are people who you know uh, that person. It sounds like uh, who got some problematic aspects to him, but sometimes it's still like worth hearing from those people because you got to know kind of what's going sure. on. You know, obviously, I'm not saying like, yo, let's get fucking. Uh, I'm blanking on the dude's name. Whatever fucking Nazi dickhead got punched in the face. That famous Jeff from a while back. Oh, that would be Richard Spencer. Spencer. Yeah, like I'm not saying, oh, let's give him. Well, he's probably got you know some good things under there, but but certain <laughs> sure. people, like I don't know, the fucking McAfee interviews we did. That guy's not a fucking good dude, <laughs> but it's fascinating, you know. Yeah, and listen, I may have said something extremely offensive in broken Spanish in the back of a uh, Maggiano Little Italy's casual dining restaurant, but I was trying to learn. That's the point. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to learn. We had, uh, so I I speak maybe six out of ten Spanish. It's functional. That's what I was saying. My my Skype is still set for Caracas. I made this like 15 years ago. I was in uh, high school and middle school down there, and uh My dad was the perfect example of that. He didn't pick up any Spanish, to be honest with you, but he's just a sweet guy, and he could, you know, he ultimately is a funny fucking gringo if you don't speak any English and you're trying to watch this dude communicate. But he kept calling every fucking, like, gal you'd see at a McDonald's or something. He was calling everybody Nino. And I kept being like, (laughs) no, man, like, that's boy. It also just doesn't make sense for, like, an adult, you know? But he just kept everybody was fucking Nino. But like that's, you know, like that's wrong. That could be insulting. But the dude's not going out there being like, I'm trying to call these people children. He's just a fucking dingus. And it's hilarious. And people there thought that was fucking hilarious. And so he had friends all over the place. Yeah. We got to do the Father's Day thing this year. We got to have him on. Jake, I'm just just throwing it out there. My my dad fucking rules. He's He's a hilarious dude. Uh, all right. That's definitely what we wanted to talk about. (laughs) Hey, come on over to our podcast where we talk about my dad. That'll be the whole rest of the show. (laughs) What do you say? I'm down. Yeah. What do you say we get into our, as we call it, our bread and butter, though I am not eating bread as I am on a low carb diet. Yeah. B-dubs only. Yeah. Only, only wings. That's all I eat anymore. Uh, Let's get into this fucking relationship questions. What do you uh, say? <laughs> I forgot what the first question is. <laughs> I hope you're fucking ready. Because uh, here it comes. Cock nursing. Anyone tried this? <laughs> what is what is that? Yeah, oh, get ready. I'm not sure what else. I'm not sure what else to call it. I'm curious to hear if anyone else does this. 
This is something I've wanted to do for a long time, but just recently have expressed it fully to my partner. Lucky for me, he loves it. Basically, I lie between his legs in some comfortable position, such that I can lay my head on his leg and gently suck his dick for an extended period of time. (laughs) Not trying to get him off specifically, but more sucking on it. Holding it in my mouth, usually with my eyes closed, like I'm nursing his dick instead of a breast. (laughs) I find it very comforting at the same time as being very arousing. We've done this a few times now as we're falling asleep for the night, and it gives me such a high to gently suck his dick, giving him a lovely level of pleasure as he drifts off to sleep. I try to keep going after a while. I hear his breathing change, and if I can move into a normal spot on the bed without waking him. It's also very much about having my mouth full! (laughs) I nurse late, continuing until I was three as a way to calm me down and ready for bed. And that was posted by Reddit user Medusa Sedusa. Oh, I I like that. Well, hey, to be That's fair, cool there's name. precedent for this. You know, there's there's biological differences between the sexes, and whereas women have nipples, you know, men have the one big nipple, the penis. <laughs> so I, I get it, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just, Jake, um, what, Jake, what's your question? stance on this? How do, you, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about Here, cock nursing? Here's my... My take on this is that um, I think we're probably around the same age here. Sex is something that, like, it's different between generations, I think. Mm. So I feel like a, a millennial most of the time, but I feel like a like a Gen X when it comes to sex, I think. Mm. Like I'm a, more of a transitional generation because people that are, like, o- older than us by a, a decade or two, um, you know, didn't grow up with the internet, so they're not like sexual psychopaths just walking around in <laughs> like human we clothing. are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then below us, you got Zoomers who are like, um, you know, have grown up during like the insane reality that we've all been referring to as some sort of aberration post like Trump or whatever. And so, you know, I don't know what it's what those people are like because i haven't hooked up with uh, a, a zoomer i don't think nor um, have i <laughs> but uh it sounds just judging by the way they conduct themselves on social media like they're uh you know there's no such thing as a taboo like they're just fucking psychopaths and so <laughs> i think being a millennial right now in like a relationship or something you, you're gonna like often have this experience where you're hanging out you know after like a meaningful date or like an evening or something like that and you're drinking wine or something and you're trauma bonding and talking about your weird life and eventually someone's just like look i like to do this thing where i suck on your dick as if it's a nipple and you know it's okay if you don't want to do it stuff you know <laughs> and like i think it's kind of it's kind of cool like <laughs> i've had it's fucking cool. plenty of those conversations, <laughs> and <laughs> I uh, I think that you should be able to have that conversation, and if you're the other person, you should be cool about it, unless it's something really fucking weird that you don't want to do or whatever. But um, I mean, good for that person that they just that they were able to do that and to live that out, because I feel like a lot of 
uh, our older friends would, you know, just go their whole lives wanting to suck a dick like it's a nipple, but never really <laughs> living in a world where society did not frown upon <laughs> such a bizarre <laughs> conflation of two body parts. <laughs> no, is, right. That is and a it, perfect answer. And it, it, I, I think that's great, too, though, because there's so much you can do sexually. It's really wild how many different things you can do, you know, how, how many ways to approach something, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, it, it, as traditionally defined as just like a penis in a vagina and, and, and recreate procreation or whatever. Uh, and it is wild that for so many generations, like especially within this culture, like there's such a pressure around doing anything off. I do wonder if if some you know some kinks, some of this stuff like came about because people had so much time not to try shit, right? Like you couldn't bring up that you wanted to suck the dick like a nipple, so your mind's just going crazy though with all these possibilities in a way that it wouldn't be doing if you were trying shit out. You know, and and then you end up with stuff like people we've talked about who like popping balloons to get off. But there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's good times. You, we just these these are the fruits of all those years of suppression of being able to talk about sex. Where like these wild ideas got to fester around a while. Now you can actually try some of this shit. And if you're both into it, who fucking cares if it's weird? It's 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 a good yeah. time. Also, you know. The world is ending, so you might as well just fucking go for it. Try absolutely <laughs> everything, dude. You ever slept with your fist in your own asshole? I did last night. <laughs> fucking experiment, folks. <laughs> y'all, y'all ever seen that movie with uh, Liam Neeson where he played Alfred Kinsey? I don't think so. No, but I know called, of it. It was called Kinsey, and towards the end of the film, uh, the character of Alfred Kinsey is uh sort of becoming disillusioned with his like uh free love kind of lifestyle where like him and his wife have an open relationship in like the what the 20s or whatever the fuck the film was was set and uh he <laughs> his wife finds him in the bathroom and he looks dejected and she's like what's wrong honey and he's like I tried to pierce my penis with a stingray spine and <laughs> <laughs> What? That's what was on hand? You had a stingray spine? <laughs> That's how Steve Irwin died, dude. Fuck. You're trying to pierce his, get a little heart piercing, you know? The traditional scorpion stinger piercing needle that every Claire's uses. Scorpion population rest in peace being harvested to pierce ears. Yeah, you have to go to Joe's Crab Shack and... Uh, discreetly put something inside of your jacket before you leave. Pull that <laughs> off. Yeah, can I get an order of stingrays? Extra fucking spine. Yo, thanks, man. <laughs> I was final like thing on on a Cockner saying thing. I I do have a similar experience that is not quite this. No way. Yeah, I was so I was dating a girl for for quite some time. I don't know how the idea came up. I think we were having sex once and kind of passed out afterwards, like with me still inside of her. And we were like, that was kind of nice. Let's just like, I think we just tried it, you know, without having sex once, like just kind of got hard and got in there that and then passed out. I, I don't know, man. That's kind of nice. Like it, it, I, I, I kind of <laughs> get this. I, I, 
I feel a little weird. Like, how would you sleep? You got to go halfway down your partner to get the penis in your mouth and your feet are hanging off the bed. That seems a little unpleasant. But in I get it. In your mouth? What? This was in the mouth? No, no, no. This question. This question. Oh, sure, sure, Because sure, your partner's sure. going to have to be, their head's halfway down the bed. Their legs are going to be hanging off. That's going to be cold. Your cat's going to take some swipes at them. That's no fun. <laughs> but the but the insertion, because like it, it, it's like they're talking about. Like, it's a lightly sexual but it's not like a foreplay thing. You're not trying to build into something. There is something a little nice about that. I, it was kind of a pain in the ass because, you know, I roll over constantly and then everything pops out. Uh, but, it, you know, if a little spooning with uh, with a little insertion, that's not a bad time. I don't know. I, I recommend it. I defend these people. Were you inspired by Third Eye Blind and the line, uh, how can I get back into the place where I fell asleep inside you? Was that <laughs> where that came from? <laughs> What the fuck kind of pull was that, dude? That was incredible. <laughs> that's 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 exactly it. Well, I, if we got no more thoughts on this, we want to move on to the the question box. Hell yeah! All right, here it is. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, yes, folks. It's the Radio Free Topag Anonymous Question Box. For you, the listener, you can send your own question in to us about falling asleep, you know, uh, maybe Inside with prolapse you. in your mouth, whatever you're into. And we, we will answer it from a place of understanding uh, and we'll try to help you the best we can. If you'd like to send your question in, uh, you can find the link in our Instagram bio, Radio Free Tote, or no, 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 Instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag, or on our website, Radio Free Tote Bag Co. You don't have to make an account. It's totally anonymous, and we will read your question. And this week, oh, this is a big one. Uh, buckle in. We may need some time to get through this. Uh, anonymous listener asks, how do I make my cum thicker and more plentiful? <laughs> uh, I am a, I am a frequent user of Pornhub.com. Going to make that clear to everybody right now. There is an ad for a supplement called Semenax that keeps <laughs> popping up. Is it like an axe? I think it should cut up your semen, portion it out. That was well, a horrible it's... joke. Go ahead. In the advertisement, there is uh, two shot glasses, and there's a small amount of some viscous fluid in the one, and it says before. (laughs) And then on the other side of the screen, there is a shot glass that says after, and it's empty. But moments after the banjo music starts, (laughs) there pours an unbelievable (laughs) amount of viscous fluid into the shot glass. <laughs> and then it does a little banjo flourish. It's like... Uh, but bartender, I think I've been overserved. <laughs> have you... You practiced your pour lately, sir. <laughs> so it's I don't know. Fucking, take semen axe. Fuck. Give it a shot. It's fucking bar rescue, but it's semen rescue. And they're like, yo, these nuts are too fucking big, dude. You're burning through your supply. People don't even finish most of this stuff. 
We got to bring the, we're going to put one of those, uh, oh no, this is fucking, well, this is the reverse. If you got too much cum, you could get one of those pouring nozzles from the bottle. And if you're into sounding, this is just going to be a huge fucking plus for you. Pop a sucker yeah, in there. Yeah. You get a more reasonable amount. So, you know, your partner, uh, isn't getting, isn't getting sick of the cum. You can only, you know, you don't want a pint glass. You want a shot glass. Yeah. You can maintain a count and, uh, keep it to a, you know, a government-regulated 1.5 <laughs> ounces that equals one drink so that your partner can drive home, and if they get pulled over after exactly two shots of your cum, you, they can take a breathalyzer <laughs> test and say, no, no, officer, I've had the two shots of cum that it is legal to operate a motor vehicle with. And I will no, I will not be spending the evening in jail, and you will not take a photo of me with my tie loosened at, to be in the literature that uh, explains drunk driving to people. <laughs> no, sir. I just had a I just had a single single drink of cum with dinner. <laughs> yeah. You will not be just featured in day, cum on the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I can't. Cum but on I, the asphalt. But, but honest the answers answer, here, yes. is there anything that actually works for this? I remember like eating pineapple allegedly makes your shit make taste sweeter. sweeter or something. I don't, yeah. Is there food you can eat? Like what, what makes uh, more cum? I'm going to say beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a, just a wild stab in some direction. Yeah, maybe beef. <laughs> I'm like an old timey think- doctor. There's oh, fucking yeah. there's ghosts in your blood. Do cocaine about it. <laughs> yeah. Leeches and electrocution. Um I not coming usually yeah. makes that they're more cum. That's the classic, right? Just uh, true. Build up. You're looking for quality here, I suppose. Yeah. I don't but I, general health, maybe. I don't know. I like uh I feel like when I'm not doing my best self-care, okay? Smoking and drinking a lot. Sure. <laughs> I think my cum smells like booze and cigarettes. Like, I think it's, like, <laughs> actually... It's, it's it's very in tune with what you're putting into your body somehow. So, Cause it's, it's one of those... Like, yeah. Go ahead. It's kind of like what you create. You know what I mean? It's like, so you put the stuff into your body, and, of course, you know, it affects... It affects your weight. It affects your general, like, the way you feel. But as far as product goes, that's what you make. Yeah. Fucking food is the building blocks of cum, my guy. Maybe eat some, (laughs) like, some oatmeal. And you you do like me. You only put a little milk in it so it's it's real chunky. I I don't know. I kind of imagine that just, like, like, Jake, you're saying with the cigarettes, people say with the pineapple, you know, some of the aspects... Of you know your food come building blocks do apply to the final product. I am oatmeal is pretty thick and it's plentiful. You can get so many oats in a box, dude. It's fucking crazy. I have oatmeal for like two <laughs> weeks out of one of those tens. But maybe oats, in my doctoral professional opinion. Yeah, plentiful is a good word too. To I I want to make love my cup more plentiful. <laughs> this is you know okay so just because I got bartending on the brain like this is. Remo- this person, I don't know if this is where they're coming from, but I feel like some people are coming from here regarding this question. There's no trick, right? There's no mm. 
banner ad you can click on. It's like the doctors hate it. You know, the, there's a secret <laughs> to making more cum. This happens all the time when you're serving drinks and like you'll get some shitty fucking lawyer with a loosened tie. I was describing in the comb over and stuff, and they're like, "I only drink clear liquor." You know, give me a fucking, uh, give me a, a seven pour. You know. Moscow Mule or Bloody Mary or some shit, Ugh, and Jesus. with vodka or give me a, give me a martini with vodka, you know vodka not gin or whatever the fuck. Give me a, a margarita with vodka. They would say like you know vodka is like the healthiest liquor or whatever. And the thing <laughs> is, lowest carbs, <laughs> lowest carbs. I mean, I understand there's like impurities in whiskey and stuff like that, but really, there's two things you're not taking into account. Okay. The farther away you get from the well, the healthier you're going to get because you're not drinking like manufactured plastic jug, you know, uh, mm. ethyl alcohol or whatever. Oh, yeah. And uh, and also like you, there's no such thing as a skinny drink because the fat you get from drinking liquor comes from the liquor, not from like the wood, you know, that added brown color to it or whatever. So like you can't win you can't cheat you you have to just be healthier if you want to lose weight and you have to just be healthier if you want to fill your balls with tons and tons of healthy cum there's no like miracle pill you can take it's it's and i don't know if this specific maybe the answer is switch to vodka switch to vodka yeah yeah Drink a bottle uh-huh. of vodka before you get none, and you're fucking set. But it is, and, and this is so much the thing for so many sex products, like penis enhancement pills. Like, that shit's never fucking worked, dude. If that was working, like, people would be talking all over the place. Somebody would post on an Instagram, like, holy shit, dude, my dick was fucking three inches last week. Look at it now. I got a fucking, it's wrapped up on a garden hose. People would be freaking the fuck out if that shit legitimately worked. And so I think, like, a lot of maybe the responses you're going to be finding for this are stuff that is just kind of, uh, what, what's the fuck? What would you call it? Like gimmicks. Yeah. Gimmicky. It's going to be gimmicky knowledge, you know, and there's probably some way. And I do think, you know, abstaining from coming for a bit, you are going to get more that way. That is something that, that would work. But if this is like a consistent thing, I'm kind of imagining the fact that their worry is specifically about like the amount of common consistency. Maybe there's somebody uh, who's into like cum shots or like cum play and they like want more stuff, uh, you know, material to be working with. And just kind of the unfortunate thing is I, I think some of those things you just, you can't change so much. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't have that, that particular, particular kink you could you could even get i know they make like dildos with like fake cum right bad dragons do this yeah i mean if you're into just the idea like the the romstein guy used one of those in a concert yeah got kicked out of the u.s dude (laughs) (laughs) i fucking love them so much i'm not gonna get into my high school german industrial experience maybe a later (laughs) episode but (laughs) But I don't know if, if if that's kind of what you're into. It is just like the playing with this material, you know, hitting your partner with like this big load that that could potentially be an option. I know it's not the same, but that that's the only like real kind of practical solution I can think of, you know, besides just letting it build up for for a couple of days. So yeah. become like, a no fap guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Go no. on those boards. No, no, no. Save no. some come up and then just keep it 
in your hand, and then when you're coming, just throw in the extra that yeah. you put to the side. Oh, my God, where'd that come from? Open a 401k, but the K stands for come. It's your retirement come. It's a 401 come. come. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's an episode title. I fucking nailed that one. That is pretty good. That is pretty good. <laughs> All right, Arthur, what do, we, what do we got after this one? Up next, it goes like this. I'm so fucking happy happy about this one. (laughs) I have sex dreams every night. No exaggerating. Every night I have the most realistic and vivid sex dreams. I literally had a dream that I did anal with Robin Williams. (laughs) R.I.P. It wasn't really a problem when it was once a week or so. But now it's actually gotten annoying because every single morning I wake up frustrated and annoyed that it wasn't real. Is anyone else like this? Does this mean something subconsciously besides that I need to get laid? Lol. That was posted by Lil Sweet Baby V. Oh, hashtag Robin Williams come tribute. (laughs) Woo! Honor the man by getting inside of him in the dream world. I don't know, man. So, Sex dreams can be can be a little frustrating. I think everybody's had that experience. At least for me, the few times I've had like a particularly good one, you never get to the end. You fucking wake up and you're like, God damn it! And you maybe try to fall back asleep. You know, maybe get a little a, a little tug in there, but it's never the same. You rarely get to have these finish out properly. I will say that I definitely have more like when I'm not masturbating. Uh, like if I got a week, I just got no sex energy. This shit will start coming up towards the end. Uh, During November, for example. Yeah, yeah. A big old sex dream flood for, for the no-nut. But I, I don't know. If, if, if it is actually like bothering you, and this isn't a troll post, I choose to believe this, this might. This is, this is at least a problem that people have. God, Robin Williams gives it away. I feel like this is a troll for sure. Yeah, especially the anal, you know? I don't know. <laughs> and, but but this, is, this is a legit problem that people have. And if it is something that's like actively bothering you, because it can fuck with your sleep, too, like wake you up in the middle of the night and shit. I, yeah, I mean, the answer is basically get laid or just masturbate. Like, just you, you got kind of sexual energy building up that, that's coming out at nighttime, you know. Just do something about it during the day. Jerk it before you go to sleep. Look up, uh, look up a picture of, like, Robin Williams as the genie. I bet they got hentai of that dude. <laughs> Fucking watch that. Crank one out. And uh, this he stuff is, will He start is canonically down. a shapeshifter. That penis can be any size. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, my take on this is uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a film buff, and I think that if movies have taught me anything about this situation, if you're having recurring dreams that you don't get to the end of, that means that the only way to solve this problem is to finally solve the murder. And if you're having a dream about, <laughs> about Robin Williams, then I think that you need to figure out who actually killed Robin Williams. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to drop yourself. the Truett. I'm going to drop the Truett on theme right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing this person like waking up in a cold sweat every night, like next to their partner or whatever, just like, you know, it happened again. <laughs> like, well, I think it doesn't sound like a person there. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, you know, they're entering like Twin Peaks Black Lodge territory or whatever. And, you know, someone is going, you know, what happened? And they're like, nothing. I have to catch the Zodiac killer or something. 
one night they all they, know that's Ted Cruz. I have a t-shirt to prove it. One night oh, they yeah. finally have the complete dream where they do anal to completion <laughs> with uh, with Robin, and they're snu- and it's perfect, and they're snuggled up in bed afterwards, you know, having pillow talk. And he's like, oh, I've been trying to reach you for so long. We, we finally made it. We, you know, we've built the, we've built the trust necessary, you know, fucking Jeffrey Epstein took me out too, dude. Like you need to, you need to spread this to the world. I was trying to uncover him and then they fucking took me out. You know, you will never come again until you avenge me. And then they're, you know, they yeah. wake up with a cork in their penis and it's a magical cork. They can't just pull out, you know, but they do eventually solve the mor- murder and then the cork kind of dissipates and. Yeah, then they're fucking. Then there's. They never have sex dreams again. The end. <laughs> uh, the end. I'm just imagining Robin Williams' chest hair matted with plentiful cum. <laughs> uh. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> oh no. Why did this happen to me? Why did this show happen? Arthur, you're 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 a bi man. Is is Robin Williams? This is true. Does he do it for you? Is he sexy? He's too much a part of my childhood. Yeah, like I he's can too feel way that. back in the way back. I mean, I dressed as Aladdin for Halloween, like at four years old. I don't know if I could go back and dredge <laughs> up Robin Williams <laughs> as a sex icon. I don't think that's acceptable for me. Yeah, I don't know. So oh. it's never happened. All right, good answer. Poor fucking Robbie, man, took those roles yeah. and people can't even fantasize for uh, uh, about him on account of it. <laughs> yeah, nobody can get off on Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm he sure thick. that hasn't stopped anyone. <laughs> it's yeah, someone's got it out there for fucking Mrs. Doubtfire or Patch <laughs> Adams with the fucking clown nose. Someone's got it. <laughs> yeah, someone will email this show about that soon. I'm sure. I can't. That's wait. what we're hoping. We have the question box link, folks. If you think Robin Williams, if he really gets your insides churning, fucking hit us up. We'd love to talk about it. <laughs> Send us a come tribute video. I think that's the funniest <laughs> term in the entire world. I just heard that recently. Come tribute, which is why I'm saying it a lot. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. If you listener, we'll feature the best of the RFTB come tributes oh, on our wow. website, radiofreetopeg.pydan.co. What <laughs> better way to honor the pulled, man? I think we probably get pulled from our fucking hosting if we did come tributes for the fucking <laughs> album art. But You didn't yeah. violate the terms of service necessarily because these are very tasteful, but this is just morally wrong. It's <laughs> fucking incredible. You know what else is fucking incredible? Our guest, Jake Flores. Fucking incredible. Hey. Everybody, give thank him a fucking you. round of applause. Yeah, right. th- uh, thank, you, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. This was, uh, this was a hoot. I had a good time. Hell yeah. You got, any, uh, you got anything coming up that you want the people to know about? Yeah, you know, just Pod Damn America and While You Mad, my podcasts, my handle and everything is Feral Jokes, which is an anagram for my name. Um, oh, shit. That's it, man. Put that together. Yeah, it always weirds people out. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Just making shit online, basically. I listen to the podcasts, and uh, someday, I guess, at some point, comedy might come back, and I might go touring again, so that might be a thing, but until then... Just the online. I just got I just got the online to plug. That's about it. Hell yeah. Us too. <laughs> That's all we got to plug. <laughs> <Yeah. play. laughs> 
uh, our uh, our intro song, I gotta let you know, is uh, provided to us by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. The song is called Hanging On. And our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find their music uh, at instagram.com slash the Hayfellows, or you can go on Spotify. It's, it's three words. It's the Hayfellows. Uh, I want to give another big thank you uh, to Jake Flores for being with us. And uh, I want to thank uh, the listener for tuning in and uh, getting down with us this week. And uh, I got to let you know just real quick that um, that I love you. Thanks. <laughs> bye. Mwah.